This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. In 2016, I found myself uh, pacing back and forth in this small little jail cell in solitary confinement wondering, how the heck did I get here? When you start putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, you, you see a real interesting story that emerges. An, an unbelievable story, really. Number one emergency, require police fire ambulance. Uh, hi, yes, uh, I, my son's not breathing. My son's not breathing. You're in a dark room. You back into the light switch, and you can never unsee what you're seeing. We were told they destroyed the World Trade Center, but in the years after that, Islamic terrorism was killing fewer Americans every year than lightning. And it's hard to kind of mobilize an entire defense structure against, you know, something that really does not affect most Americans, threaten them in their homes. Vaccines now are the spear tip of the biosecurity agendas. When you take these vaccines, we feel there's been over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. He calls what he does philanthrocapitalism. You use philanthropy to make yourself richer. <laughs> you know, to give yourself control over humanity. First, we've got population. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. There is no doubt that we are experiencing a depopulation, and that is a plan. We've got to stabilize the population. What's too, wrong with the population? I mean, we're too many people. If you cannot achieve a balanced budget with the retirement system, you've got a lower life expectancy. And that's what's happening. Today, the greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. It looks like this. If your enemy is a germ, you have something that can get into everybody's homes and kill you. And if you're told constantly, be frightened of this, be fearful, this stuff is coming to get you, it's easy to, to manipulate that kind of fear and to disable people's capacity for critical thinking. I think there are two parts to it. One is the shift of money up to the 1% and really control people's lives. When people come to realize that COVID-19 is just a cover under which these things have been brought in, it causes a, a type of friction in their brains. They just can't accept that. We are using the federal credit, the Treasury and the central bank, to centralize control. Digital technology gives them the ability to control centrally in such an invasive way that what I described, their goal is slavery. When Elias Brotberger goes to work, he doesn't need ID. Embedded in his hand is a microchip. And that's the beginning of surveillance. So it'll be like China or it'll be uh, digital money. If you don't do what you're told, you can't put food on the table, and if you're good, you get rewarded. That's what the reset's all about. Through this whole tumult of, of COVID rising up and bringing together so many activists who are aware of, say, whether it be environmental issues, whether it be GMO foods, whether it be medicine, whether it be the corruption in government, we see it was through the medical industry, but now we see that there is a bigger picture looming. We live on a planet where we're not allowed to know how the governance system at the top works. One of the most important things we need to protect our freedoms is to understand how the control grid is being built and stop it. And the best way to stop it is each one of us backs out of the control grid. They don't view us as the same species as them. They don't think of themselves 
as part of our civilization anymore. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Truth Warrior. I am very happy to be here with you, and I'm very excited for this interview. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming out of Canada, even though Canada is uh, pretty much a shining example to the world right now of what not to do uh, in many ways. But we have a great amount of people who really do love this country, who are trying to do what they can to uh, bring the truth out to the public. And we have uh, filmmakers like my guest, who's about to join me here, who is going worldwide, who's having their films actually translated in multiple languages. Um, I'm, and I'm very happy to see that because we need more quality content with uh, truth at the heart and good investigative journalism and good films so that we can get this word out as far and wide as possible. And so I'm very excited that we're going to have this interview. I'll give you a little introduction. Uh, the trailer that you just saw is the trailer for a new docu-series. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's called The Big Picture. You can go to, let me just pull the site up so you can see it, The Big Picture, or sorry, bigpicturemovie.com, bigpicturemovie.com. Uh, you can go and check it out right there. The trailer is there, all the information on the history of it and, and where you can watch it. Um, and definitely it would do a lot of service if you could help share this out as far and wide as possible. And um, what I'll do here is just give you a quick background before we bring on our guests. So today we're talking to Todd Michael Harris. I got to meet Todd at his film premiere of another film that he made called Uninformed Consent, which I thought was amazing. It was a great film. And he started working in film in the early 2000s with an immediate focus on writing, directing, directing cinematography, and editing. He worked on everything from episodic television to music videos to commercials to feature films. In September 2021, he released the feature documentary Love in the Time of COVID, Parts 1 and 2, which immediately garnered a large international fan base. In July 2022, he released the two-part feature documentary Uninformed Consent, and it has been translated into six languages, including Mandarin, and has been seen by millions of viewers around the planet. His new docuseries is entitled The Big Picture, Life Inside the Control Grid. This is the micro story of David and Colette Stephen, who were charged with failure to provide the necessities of life after their son Ezekiel died mysteriously at Children's Hospital in Alberta, Canada, while also looking at the macro story of how globalists are using everything at their disposal, including our health against us in what seems to be a great poisoning and an attempt to establish a digital system of slavery. And of course, you can check it out once again at bigpicturemovie.com. And without further ado, I will be bringing on Todd. And also we have a surprise. We also have his lovely producer, Amanda, joining us as well. So let me go ahead and bring them in. There they are, Todd. Good to see you, Amanda. You. Welcome to you both. Thanks for joining me. Thanks right. for joining us. Very good. Well, I mean, Todd, that's sort of the official bio, but uh, maybe we could start with you really quick. Um, you're a great filmmaker. You're doing a great job. What was it that got you into this genre? What was it that snapped you to attention and said, "This is the issue I want to cover. These are the films I want to make." Uh, what was it that kind of woke you up? Well. For me, I was like, you know, after 9-11, I was kind of looking at that situation and sort of just carrying around inside of myself what I knew, which I would try to share with people sometimes, and what the holes that I could see in it. So I was always kind of interested in looking at what was going on in, in government and, and um, what some might call conspiracy theory, but I would call probably conspiracy reality. And at this point, so much of it's easy to prove. 
Um, but so just looking at that and, and knowing some things and, and so kind of carrying that with, with me, but, uh, as a filmmaker, I was, I learned through all sorts of ways, like you said, you know, commercials and, and this and that. And I, I, I always worked, I never went to film school. So my film school was kind of doing rock videos and commercials. And it was like, you know, earn while you learn. And, but with the idea of one day I was going to make my own films and they were going to actually mean something. Um, and so because I already had this belief in me from the time I was a teenager that that art, if art's really good, it actually is a reflection of society and and this and the times that we're living in. So that was always kind of the goal. And and then um, and so yeah, I was just kind of like honing my skills how to how to how to direct, how to interview, how to how to uh, cut, how to how to um, how to work the camera and and create great cinematography and tell a story in a compelling way. And obviously that's a, that's a long, a long path. And basically by 2012, I was, I was working with the director of the United States and learning uh, about the CDC and the revolving door between that and big pharma. And, you know, we were looking at um, all of the uh, SSRI drugs and the side effects, one of them being suicide, which is a very popular side effect of, of the SSRIs looking right. at, these psychotics and then looking at natural alternatives to that because i already had this belief that um you know this planet is amazing and i feel like there's there's a there's a plant on here on this planet for everything and sometimes you have to combine them and whatever but there's plants here for everything so the 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 option to people for people to only use these ssri drugs i mean it's a terrible option it's just a terrible option and people are getting so rich off it. And then, you know, they started looking at our kids and going, oh, man, we're missing out on a huge market here. Let's start really drugging the kids. And that led me to vaccines because all of a sudden you see, you know, the schedule is insane of how many vaccines they want to pump into our kids. Yeah. And the profit is huge. And um, uh, and then there's the um, the the no liability. So that blew my mind, you know, though um, it just kept getting open. And by 2019, where I live, uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix was going to make it mandatory for my kids to take vaccines to go to school. And my kids were in grade five and six. And so I, I you know, people started coming to me. You got to make a film about this. I'm like, yeah, I got to make a film about this. We got. And so I started interviewing and finding the as many people as I could. That's where I met Chris Shaw, who's a neuroscientist who's been looking at this issue since he started looking at mercury you know in 20 and 2000 and alan castles who was um a drug policy researcher with the government you know the which i'm surprised they even have that uh after unfortunately after the film on Un uninformed consent came out he was re relieved of his position and lost his job um oh, sure yeah yeah He's one of the heretics todd he had to be kicked out of the cult you know <laughs> yeah and and uh it was his job to say those things that he said in that film in my film but so, so, uh, so I'd already been working with those guys and I'd already been looking at the vaccines and then Adrian Dix dropped that and then boom, this, this COVID thing hit. And so I started looking at that and, you know, started seeing the holes in it. And then it was like, okay, I, this message just kept coming. There was a voice, a strong voice in my head saying, you got to make a movie about this. You got to make a movie about this. And I, a part of me was like, well, I'm not going to be able to raise any money to make a movie like this. And I have a family to feed and a mortgage to pay. Um, it's never going on Netflix, uh, but, but fine. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to listen to that voice. And, and, uh, you know, 
ever since I started listening to that voice, um, I feel like I've stepped into my path and I'm walking it. Oh, so, I love it. I love it. And I love that you're a self-made man. You've gone in and just learned all the skills you needed on your own. Um, yeah. And, you know, and then you just, you followed your intuition. You followed that inner voice that was prompting. And I think many people felt called during this time. Um, and this is where, even though the worst things are happening and we're seeing sort of the worst of humanity and the worst of political tyranny and all these things, it's funny how it also brings out the best and we see the best and we get the best people doing good work. And that's what gives me hope. Uh, Amanda, want to talk about you a little bit. Uh, what's your journey? You're a producer of this film. Uh, maybe give us a little bit about your background, how you ran into Todd and <laughs> how this project came together on your end. Well, um, I've been in this fight since 2014. My youngest was vaccine injured by her DTAP. And I oh, took her in twice. And, and the second time, we almost lost her. So I... Uh, that's when the anger and the research and you know the the normal phases of they got me came and kicked into play um you know so i got i've i got myself really involved with um natural medicine and natural ways of healing and detoxing and the whole nine yards and then um when the vaxxed movie came out in i believe it was 2016 i can't remember off the top of my head i got involved with the vax team and i became vaxxed canada and when um that first movie came out, there was still a lot of stigma in Canada with regards to telling your story. People were very fearful of putting themselves out there. So I guess you could say I was one of the first people that actually put their face out there for criticism and, you know, was, was, I was willing to put it all on the line for saving one other kid if I could. Um, fast forward to 2019, I premiered the Vaxxed 2 movie across Canada with the help of a lot of awesome people. We put a team together and made sure everybody we could get to see that saw that. With a heavy attack from public health in the back, they would uh, threaten to shut down full hotels if they really? agreed to show our movie, restaurants. You know, we had to get really, really creative, but we didn't stop. There was also an attempt out of the East to weaponize um, an autistic community against us. So that it was like a, a rally everywhere we went because they had told them we were there to spread hate and, and lies about what was going on. And that was so far from the truth. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's about inclusivity. It's about the truth coming out and, and just, you know, being aware, being aware and opening minds and hearts and, and lives and, and changing the stigma behind all of this. Um, so yeah, and by the time we wrapped that up, COVID was just peaking its little head up out of Wuhan. And, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And now I realize how hard why they were going so hard after us, you know, because the majority of people that saw that movie first were wide awake before it even took place. Good so it was morning. very, very interesting. Um, and then you fast forward to 2021. My dad, who was a fastball Hall of Famer, he's played for Canada, he's played all over the world. He took his Pfizer vaccines and he ended up having nine strokes and becoming completely debilitated. And when mm -hmm. the hospital tried to kill him, 
we basically kidnapped him. We hired a team, found a doctor to come to the house and make house calls, kidnapped him out of the hospital. They wouldn't give us his meds. They wouldn't give us his blood work. It was pretty much, sorry suckers, here you go, because they wanted him to die there with COVID and he didn't have COVID. So I don't know if you can see, but this is, this is my why. This is my dad. That was him before, Beautiful. very fit, very awesome. And then this was him after, completely, completely. And he just celebrated his 70th birthday a couple of weeks ago. So he has been kicking around here, like they said I couldn't do for almost two years. And I've done everything the opposite of anything allopathic. He's amazing. Oh my God, I was, I, that story was incredible. And I was worried you were gonna give me bad news and it's good to hear some good news at the end of that. And you know, that's quite a brutal way to have to wake up though, because, and this is what a lot of people are experiencing. And I'm, I've had situations happen in my life that helped me wake up to this. And no doubt people listening right now have their why. And our why is getting strengthened all the more day by day as things happen, as we sit here in Canada right now. And, um, you know, Todd, we did a little overview of this new series. Before we get to that, I really want to just uh, highlight the Uninformed Consent film. It's a two-parter. I absolutely loved it. You got Dr. Malthouse in there. I, I he's looks like he's part of this new one as well. Uh, Dr. Chris Shaw. I've had Dr. Chris Shaw on the show a few times. Um, you know, and there's Charles so many Hoff. good people. Sorry, what was that? Charles Hoff. Oh, Dr. Charles Hoff, another just gem, a Canadian hero. I've interviewed him. I put him in my film. Like he's great. And that's that's I think that's a positive thing that we don't we're not just a fringe minority of people that have unacceptable views that read conspiracy theories on like conspiracytheory.com. We are made up, the group of people that are resisting this in Canada are made up of top level academics, professors, medical experts. Um, there's what, two or three police organizations. You got police on guard for thee. You've got, um, you know, all, all the veterans for freedom. You know, there's all these groups from military, government workers. I speak to people that work in government here in British Columbia. And yeah. they are just still freaking out of the fact that Bonnie Henry and Adrian the Dick are still trying to force vaccinate them in order to keep their jobs. And here we are, it's 2023 and the world kind of knows a little bit more about what's going on. And yet Canada just continues in this mode. And But it's happening all over the world. And people are now, we're seeing, I just posted a very sad report of a 14-year-old boy. Um, i trying to remember what state it was. He was running track or something and he died of a heart attack, you know, and it's like, yeah. and we're seeing so many of these cases and yeah. they did the same thing to family. that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Todd. In our own families. Yeah. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, my, like my dad went down in his kitchen uh, after his second COVID vaccine. And now he sits in a chair because his heart's so damaged. Uh, oh my, my, my wife's 38 year old cousin in the U S just had a heart attack and died. Um, if you, Tune into William Mack as he's just reporting it like crazy. You know, you, you go three months and there's at least 15 children died of a heart attack. And and the thing that I will say to that is um, like a lot of times it's when they're doing sports. There's a lot of athletes, mm -hmm. right? So if you do get this vaccine and you, you decide that you want this at this point, I feel like that's a low percentage of people. But don't go do sports. And in fact, when I was do, I went on tour with Stephen Malthouse and Charles Hoff, and that's what they were saying, recommending to like athletes were showing up and going, I just got the vaccine and I, I I'm, I'm an athlete and they're like, stop doing anything off athletic and, mm -hmm. you know, get your D dimers checked and, 
and because you, your chances of, of you know when you're really ramping your body up like that if you're getting this thing or you know if you have clots they're just going to push through and clog your clog your arteries and boom and they're fighting tooth and nail to not allow you to do your d-dimer tests yeah i yeah. can imagine right? because that would show everything yeah but that, um, that's yeah. that's in, that's so intense so see uninformed consent's a good lead into the series right because mm -hmm. It's, it's sort of ground zero. I love your style as well. I was going to mention this, that you do a micro okay. macro concept where you have a personal right. story. You did the same thing on informed consent. It was really well done. It was heartbreaking. Like I went through every emotion in my body during that film and, uh, you have a, a, a heartwarming story or a, a very hard story to hear, um, in that mm -hmm. film. And then you're doing the same thing in this series. Um, yeah. is that, that's obviously something you thought about and went, this is the way I want to do it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, in Love in the Time of COVID, which was my first film during this time, um, I did that. And it was the basically the story of my my sister's um, husband, who was a, a film producer. Uh, he tested with a false positive for COVID with, on a PCR in Vancouver. He shut down and he had to shut down his set. He had to go into his attic because he wasn't allowed to be with the family who was on the main floor. They had to they had to um, go into seclusion based on contact tracing. Right. They were they had been in contact with him. Uh, so they 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 weren't allowed to go kids weren't allowed to go to school anymore now he's separated from them and he's upstairs in the attic pacing around on the phone trying to keep this film project together so that people you know can earn their livelihood and feeling totally responsible for them and you know day nine he still hasn't got sick so he never had covid and he decides he needs to get out of the house and he tells my sister a little lie saying he needed to go to the studio because somebody somebody had broken in and he disappears so that story is the our family search for him but search for answers around this COVID. like what 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 is this pcr test that nobody's ever heard of what's the deal with this right. what are do these masks actually work like is lockdown a good idea is putting people into isolation don't they do that in prisons like when you've been a bad boy like exactly. and 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 so i that was the looking at that but but the thing that the the reason for the for the the you know personal stories in these is we can talk all day about you know my cousin died of a heart attack blah 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 but you don't feel it so much and and to, to just feature one one and to look into what's happened to them you really get a feeling of what people are going through and um that's when the you know the real emotional stuff comes and and i think that uh, you know even to a certain extent that's such a reason to watch these films and get you get the other information, you know, you get to listen to Bobby Kennedy in this new one, you get to listen to Catherine Austin Fitz, you get to listen to Robert Malone. Um, but you also get to follow a story of something that really happened to people right on the ground and to see what it did to them and what they went through. And, um, and people relate to that really well, I think. Uh, and you can bring in a lot more viewers by doing that. I, you know, it's kind of like holding your hand out to people and saying, come on and just look, just look at what we're saying. Like, we're not, like you said, we're not kooks. We're not conspiracy theorists. Like we're, we're, we're not interested in that. What a waste of time. You know, we're, we're interested in talking about what's happening now, what our kids' futures look like and how to stop this 1% from taking over. I mean, they're, they're close, but they're not there. And, um, and we can easily stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And films like this are more powerful than, I think we can imagine the impact that a, a good film that can have that reach can have is incredible. We've seen it in the past. I mean, isn't that the story with Vaxxed, uh, Amanda, is 
there, it was basically just personal stories. That's what it was. It was a bus going around America. Uh, I think this was more in the second one, or I can't remember. Yeah, that was. too was the people's truth. So yeah. you actually got to feel the emotions, see the faces and whatnot. Because if you're disassociating, you know, that content, it's not real. It's, it's easy to fight someone on Facebook or, you know, <laughs> the way it was done with all the death threats and, you know, whatever way back when. But once that started happening, I can't even tell you the theaters we filled and the emotions that just came out of them. People were in tears crying. They couldn't believe it. And they finally were willing to have a conversation. And I think, you know, especially with interactive films, with the way things are being done now, this is a, this is, this can change the world. I mean, art can change the world regardless. But when you're calling in people that have taken part in this history to be, you know, put your name in the film or, you know, contribute to the comments and the reviews and, you know, help us show it around this world and get the message out. You make it worth so much more. It's not just in Hollywood entertainment fluff piece, like we call them all now, you know, this has meaning, it has value, and it will have value for the rest of our lives, because we're living history. Yes, oh, well said. And it, you made me think about art as the the future of our movement here. I mean, this is how this war is won, I believe, is is by the truth wins. That's the statement of my show. I just said uh, that that's what's going to win in the end, you know, and we're all trying to find the truth about these things, but we're getting closer and you can see the reaction from the perpetrators. You can see the reaction from the pharmaceutical industrial complex that is sponsoring your politicians, your media, everything, the medical journals, your doctors. And, you know, it made me think of this section I put in my film uh, with Ben Stewart, he came on a show we did and was talking about art and he's an artist and a, and a musician and he does films as well. And he was talking about the same principle that good film and good art uh, can be incredibly powerful. And we've seen it be weaponized to actually help spread propaganda. I mean, think about it. You're mentioning Hollywood. What do they do? They weaponize your emotions and then lead into, you know, inserting propaganda and whatnot. So they're using you in the, in those films. Whereas the same tactic, not a tactic, but the same process of actually making it real and truthful and showing real people with real stories to get some kind of an emotional reaction going can be a powerful uh, tool for the positive side of things. So it's a, it's a tool that can be used for good or bad. And it's good to see that we can use it for positive, uh, a positive way to help wake people up. Yeah. And, and, you know, that kind of makes me think of something like, like I've studied film for 20, probably 25 years easily, but, and really been a part of it for 20 years. And so, you know, I, I really worked hard at my craft and, and I feel like, you know, all those years, I've, it shows in the films, like these are real films. These aren't like, you know, and so it, and I find one thing interesting, like I gave away the last two films for free, but I, like I said, I've got to feed my family. I like, and I don't have a problem with an exchange of energy for a film, right? I th I've worked so hard on this. The only thing I've done is like hang out with my kids when they're willing to and work on this film. You know, you give it everything you have, the cinematography, I, you know, it's me, but it's great. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've worked very hard at this and really tried to, and just combed over it and tried to create this, this piece that is really worth watching and really easy to watch and sucks you in. And, it's, and it, it is at the same time a piece of entertainment and that that's fine, right? I mean, 
so um there has there's i've heard little rumblings about they have a, people have a problem with me charging for this one i'm sorry i have to feed my family and and i, I think an exchange of energy is a good thing it keeps the balance and and i you know i tried the the the, the model of having people donate less than one percent of people donate i think you know um for whatever reason um but but at the same time i talk to people they don't want to pay for something like this but they they have and and they and they're behind it but they have a subscription to like netflix yeah exactly. and i'm like if you can find something good on there let me know um but but <laughs> at the same time like you know cancel that for a month and 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 help me continue to do this yeah 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 well that's you need well, that's not in a good way but yeah well let me defend you on that because i'm also a producer i do the same thing and um you deserve every penny you can get for your work uh we're, we're trying to move away from a socialist country right we're trying to move away from that we're trying yeah. to move towards and it's a fair it's an absolutely fair exchange if people had any idea in the world what it takes on just a soul level to yeah. produce this level of work uh, I know I, I have a, a glimmer of knowledge of what you must experience on this and the amount of work you put in, the love you put into it. Uh, you should absolutely be rewarded the way anybody would be rewarded. And I always tell those people, do you go to work every morning for free? Um, if not, you know, sit down and go throw a few bucks at this amazing project and support a filmmaker that can go on and continue to make more films. Yeah. You're getting shot at in all directions. Yeah. You can't go on any mainstream platforms. It's not like you can set up a YouTube channel and and do monetization that way you'll get booted in like five seconds right yeah. and so you got to go on these other platforms and thank god they're getting a little better in that regard and yeah. there's definitely some options uh to help with this but what would you say right now would be the best way for the people that are a bit more mature and they understand you know how the real world works and they right. want to support your film um are there multiple ways that they can support you well, so, I mean, you know, bigpicturemovie.com is where the film's at and you can go there and you can buy it for 25 bucks. So $18 American. And, um, and that's great. Thank you. Like, thank you. That's awesome. Go do Lifetime that. Lifetime access. Lifetime access. And, and you know, like, come on, that's penny for what you And do. at the same time, I, I, um, like, I do love this. Like, I love this work and I feel so, so honored to be in a place where I can use um, my gifts that, creators given me to to share and help and and if and if you watch the film and you want your 25 dollars back definitely contact me i don't want to keep your money if you feel like you know i ripped you off i i will give you your money back like i have no problem with that and 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 if you are in a state where you are like you can't afford to watch contact me my my, my email's there and i will send you the film you can watch it for free like Oh, you're a good man. You're a good man. What do you think about that whole thing, Amanda? I mean, you're a producer. You've been working with some of these things and you've also been behind the scenes and you've also gotten into this because you woke up to this subject. So how do you feel about this whole thing where, you know, for some reason, our side just doesn't want to support the people that are doing this work, um, but then they'll keep their Disney Plus account open and all that. You know? Yeah. You know, for me, I have done everything for free and with volunteer since I've started, I still work for free, you know, but with regards to this, there was so much blood, sweat and tears that went into it, you know, um, that, and I mean, if we could have, we would have given it away for free. Right. But the problem is, there was just so much work, I would have loved to have just covered it all on my own. You know what I mean? And, and been able to do that. But that wasn't the case. So 
we have to charge some money and I'm sure it'll come out for free one day, you know, and, and if you're worried about paying the money to watch it, then don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you don't need to leave me a comment. Don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just exactly. plain and simple. You know, we've got our support team. We've got our support system. We've got people out there that understand the value of, you know, the entertainment that is coming out now. And they're going to spend their money more wisely in this regard. You know, stop dumbing yourself down. Think forward. Think ahead. Start educating yourself, opening your mind, and and maybe taking a next turn because you might be the next person who has the most amazing idea ever just because a seed was planted because you spend $25 to watch our movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know yeah. it sounds, it sounds silly to say, but that's the no. way it works. Yeah. It's the way it works. And yes, we live in Canada, so everything is hyperinflated and nobody can afford yeah. to live and all of that. But then, I mean, think also about people that are trying to use, um, media and art as a positive tool. Uh, people think they're getting their CBC indoctrination for free. You're paying for that too. Trust me. They've, it's not like, I love this, this naivety where you see it in a lot of younger people where they think they're getting free healthcare and free media and free this and free that and, you know, free heat pumps or whatever the hell is. And you're like, it's not free. It's not like the government uh, actually provides anything and does anything. It just not takes your anything. money with the threat of violence if you don't give it to them. And then they just make a bunch of crap that doesn't work and is very corrupt and, and totally one-sided. And so you're not getting it for free. So if we talk about how to break away from all this matrix system, we need to, we need to create our own economy. And I've spoken about this a lot. Uh, we, I've spoken to doctors, I'm sure you have as well, who are trying to do privatized healthcare because mm -hmm. if they go into the traditional healthcare system, they're not allowed in, they've all been booted out. And also they can't actually really help their patients. You know, the doctors that are really trying to do good medicine. So you do a private system where people support the content creators, the journalists, the filmmakers, the doctors, the everybody the based on choice based on you get to choose who you support that is yeah. how a truly free market should work and we need to do that because if we don't they're going to socialize everything under government control which is now under central government control with the world health organization the un and we can get into the big picture here in a second and if you are not helping to support the resistance then you're automatically supporting the other side anyways and so let's take our money away from BlackRock, Vanguard, the, all these corrupt agencies. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's stop lining up for every pill they try to sell us and maybe go to what you were talking about, Todd. There's stuff you can grow in your backyard that can cure you from various diseases and, and, and help you achieve health. And it's mm -hmm. the same with your mental health when it comes to the content you consume. So mm -hmm. it's, a imper it's like imperative to support alternative media right now. Um, anything else on that? Or I was also thinking maybe we should start getting into some of the deeper aspects of this new series. I see you're highlighting some very interesting subjects, the digital surveillance, you know, you're getting up to the, the top level of things. But um, yeah, where did you guys want to take this next? Yeah, that's fine. Sure, let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about moving. All right, what do you, well, Todd, kick it off. Like, I mean, give us your synopsis of where you're trying to head. We talked about, you've got a very personal story, once again, embedded into this to open it up. Maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about that and then how we lead into the bigger picture here. Right. Yeah. So that's the family of uh, the Stefan family, David and Colette, who uh, 
lost in 2012 they lost their i gotta get my dates right here but 2012 they lost their their son ezekiel uh he died at children's hospital in in calgary alberta um no they had no idea why the doctors really didn't have any idea why they you know reached out to them and waited like what happened what happened to our child you know they've lost their child they're in the grieving process but what happened to our child and basically what happened was the um the medical system there and the crown turned it into uh turned it around on them and said it was their fault the child died that the child had had meningitis which they found amazingly with a, a pcr test um no way. and 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 uh, uh and immediately they found themselves being charged with failure failure to provide the necessaries of life for their child and immediately they turned it into a vaccine case so they said if you had you know, you need to go to jail and be torn away from the, your other kids because you didn't get your son vaccinated. And they were trying to do a, you know, it was a, going to be a precedent setting case and it would have, you know, gone a long way to scaring parents into vaccinating their mm -hmm. children. And this is a family that has taken on Health Canada before in regards to natural medicines and beat them. And so Health Canada already had a grudge against this family. And now that, you know, this young couple finds themselves in court and with the threat of jail, David ends up in jail after the first court case uh, when they're found guilty. And then it goes on from there. And the, basically the next nine years is their struggle to uh, keep their family together and to stay out of, of prison and to, and to fight this thing. And, you know, it really, uh, I don't totally get into it, but it really gets you to look at our at our at our uh, criminal law system in this country. And the, mm -hmm. you know, the, if they didn't have the the resources that they had to fight this, they would have been. They, both of them would have been torn away from their family. It would have destroyed their family, and they would have ended up in 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 jail. Bang right away. Thankfully, they were able to stand up to the state and put up a fight. And so, basically, you know, that story is going through everything they went through and how. Uh, you know, all everything they could throw at them was used to try and take this family down. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable that the crown attorney and the, and the government would would work this way. Most people will have maybe a hard time believing it on the face of it, but when they sit down, watch the film, and they listen to the the family, they'll understand. And I actually contacted um, the police in Raymond, Alberta, who, who you know they were in charge of the RCMP side of things, uh, to talk to them about you know get them to let's hear your side of what happened. And every member a member of the uh, that was involved has been transferred out or has chosen to retire. Really? So yeah, they've they're like there's no one for you to talk to, you know. Sorry. Um. So so you know that's right through the whole six episodes, and I and I people are binge watching the film like crazy um and you know people are telling me you know i i would you know at 11 30 last night it was calm at the house so i decided to watch an episode and at 6 a.m i was just finishing up oh, so, just kept them going so it's yeah wow. it's pretty awesome and i think it's their story that really is what keeping mm -hmm. people you know continuing through um but but then you know bobby kennedy and uh, Catherine Austin Fitz and Robert Malone and all, all, all of these doctors and some of my old cast from around here, Dr. Stephen Malthouse is all throughout the film and speaks wonderfully. Um, everything that they share and point out to people um, and and 
and educate people on. I mean, some of it's, you know, like, well, look, look what happened. And we can prove so much now, right, with with COVID so far behind us. Yeah. Uh, we can prove prove so much now. Um, those those conspiracy theories, theories truly are realities now. And um, so that, you know, all of that is just a wonderful piece to sit down and watch, too. And, and even if you're someone who knows this already, it's wonderful to sit and listen to these people who you know were Washington insiders like Catherine Austin Fitz and, uh, you know, RFK's family has been part of this whole thing forever. They, these are people you know know what's going on, right? So you get to, you know, you may suspect things, but they can share with you, yeah, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And um, so I think it's a it's a wonderful movie for anybody. If you if you fully understand what's going on, if you're on the fence, um, or if you're just interested in the story of what happened to these these guys, and and want to open your mind to to what's really going on on our planet. So and I, that's the great thing about film, right? You can't get in a fight with that either. You can't pick a fight with it. You know, there's this these people that are caught up in this Stockholm syndrome where they will defend Pfizer, and they will even at this point, and they will defend these politicians that defend Trudeau and it's just Stockholm syndrome. And, and, and if they can just open their mind for a minute and, you know, you can't argue with the movie. So when the movie kind of triggers you, I guess you could turn it off, but maybe you'll keep watching and, and come to a conclusion that's better than where you're at now. Amen. Oh, well said. And I love that you're doing that. Um, you know, the personal story with the big picture, Amanda, what's your favorite aspect of the film, you know, especially being, you've been involved in films that, that, talk you know about these issues on certain levels um did you like how this one especially was trying to get to the the top here and really what's the big picture you know what, what's your favorite aspects of this series i love that it offers solutions usually you know we document things that happen and then bloop it's over but with these guys they just kept on keeping on and just wanted to talk and solve problems like Pierre Corey, you know, Catherine Austin Fitch was an awesome one. Uh, Bobby Kennedy, like Todd said, all of these people, Dr. Robert Malone, he goes from the beginning of, you know, when he was with whatever he was with until now. And he's like, I don't know how I've been had. Dr. Byron Bridle, you know, it's it, it, just watching the transition from the way they thought to where they are now. And all of them saying, I would never touch a single vaccine or give my kid a single vaccine ever. And some of these people were the ones shaming these mothers, yeah. you know, and, and putting them down and calling them absolutely murderous child killers and, and, and whatnot. So to see that shift is absolutely incredible for me. But like I said, it's the solution. It's a solution base that comes along with this film that people can get behind, you know, rewatch it, learn it again, apply it in their lives it's it really is black and white you know there's a lot of gray ground but the solutions are black and white you do it or you don't do it you're with humanity or you're on the side of divide there's really no other alternative here and that's that's good and it is important in film you know because even in in the films i make you know we get into some pretty dark freaky information getting into ancient cults and weird stuff like that um but I always do try to highlight the power of the human spirit and the power mm. of the good. And that there is, it's almost like by seeing the evil, it activates the good within you. It activates yeah. your courage, you know? So that's a solution is um, there's that old statement. I think it was by Vernon Howard who said humans, human sickness and corruption is so severe that few bear to look at it. 
but those who do will become well. So yeah. by now you don't want to beat people over the head with it and make it like very dystopic and we're totally screwed and get all black pilled about it, which is that's something that's happening big time it's in a happened. lot of people. And I don't even blame them. They're sitting here, especially in Canada, I have friends of mine who were strong as, you know, as they could be a couple of years ago. And they're just like, yeah, there's nothing we can do all. They're all corrupt. There's, it, we're totally screwed. We're going the way of Venezuela. And then you just sit back and you go, no, you, you can't allow yourself to get there. You, yeah. you need the mindset that is, a, is appropriate for achieving victory. You don't need the mindset of we've already lost or you absolutely have already lost. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Todd? The idea that we have to relay the facts. Here's the dark side. Yes, these are things going on. That's intended to wake you up. But it's not all hopeless. There is good people doing good things. And there's something that everybody that views this can do in their own right as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever hopeless. And I think something, you know, that they should teach in schools, but they don't. And there might be a reason for this is the power of positive thought. Yeah. You know, each thought has power, right? And when you share that thought, that has power. And if you, it, positive thinking can do amazing things. And if you can imagine the world that you want, and if you are imagining um, a really great world, then I'm with you. Uh, I think we should, that's what we should all be doing. We should um, imagine a world that is good and we need to do our own part in that. Look at our own lives, how we treat people, what we do, how we walk through this life. Uh, and I think that um, the other thing I think is like, you don't, don't get worried, don't get scared, don't get, you know, it's okay. Everything's okay. And, and, and the part of that is I gave a speech on parliament law not too long ago at the, and, and I, my opened with, we're all going to die. And it, that's true. That's kind of like the only thing I know for sure is that we're all going to die, including all these people who are perpetrating rottenness and, and so-called evil on this planet. They're going to go too. And it's really fast and it's really fleeting. And we're not here for long. And so, you know, like, why not put the most effort out to, to do something good and to keep thinking positively and to love the people around you and enjoy the moments that have been provided to us by the creator, sitting with your family, having dinner, watching a sunset, like continue to enjoy your life, like through all of this, it's okay. I mean, the greatest thing about COVID was it, it, it revealed it to so many people. It revealed this, this side of things that's going on on our planet to so many people that couldn't see it before. And I think they overstep by doing that. And, uh, but it's, it's fantastic. What it, so this, this has, this isn't just something that came and arrived. There's always been light. There's always been darkness. It, it's gone on forever and it will continue. It's not going away. Um, I myself like being on the side, the good side, the side of light. And the thing about light is if you shine it into the darkness, the darkness disappears. Yeah. So if we all just keep shining our light and we keep shining light and we keep shining love with we're at this, we're going to create this amazing place that this could be. And we're always going to battle against the darkness. The darkness is always going to be there. It's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. So that's what it. And people that. need to hear this, Todd. They need to hear this because it is easy to get stuck down the algorithmically programmed rabbit holes everywhere on social media, inviting you into the worldview of it's all hopeless, right? Yeah. And it's easy. It's so easy to go there. It takes a lot of strength actually to get mm -hmm. to that place for people and they need 
leaders and films and influencers out there that are encouraging that because um, the whole, the way I see this whole slave matrix or system of control or whatever's going on, the tyranny, yeah. the, the roots of tyranny, it relies on the good to do nothing. It relies on you to not shine that light. It relies on all the opposite of the things that we resonate with. It, it relies on lying 24 seven to you and sitting there fretting constantly, afraid to be discovered. Like think of the government right now. Think of pharma right now. Think of the, the heat they're feeling more and more and the temperature's just rising. There's people putting lawsuit after lawsuit. And yeah, the corrupt courts are throwing it out, but it doesn't matter because it's all about the court of public opinion. And mm -hmm. if they can keep you in fear, this is the huge thing that I was trying to get to. I brought that Frank Herbert quote in from Dune where he's talking about fear is the mind killer, right? And yeah. you just, you have to let it pass. And then you're the only thing left. Once the fear passes through you, only you remain. And you were there the whole time. And, and so you don't have to be victim to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that they should be teaching in school. Absolutely. You know, like fear. Like your fear has destroyed civilizations. Mm. Um, there's a great movie called uh, Apocalypto. And oh, yeah. the guy says at the beginning to his Mayan son, don't let fear spread through our name or it will destroy us. And it does. And... Um, and they should be teaching that in school. Like your mind can just, you know, imagine the craziest things. You walk into a dark room, your mind can imagine there's 50,000 spiders on the ground if that's what you're afraid of. These people are constantly injecting fear into you and they know this. They know what they're doing. You know, even that fear of, remember people inside the movement that understood fear and that COVID was this fear that was plaguing people. And now they, you know, they're into the reptilian brain and it bypasses the thought process and they can't, they don't even can't think straight. But, you know, people that I knew inside the movement were freaking out about the internment camps that, that Trudeau was building. Yeah. I was like, forget it. Until you're in an internment camp, live your life and be happy. And, like, yeah. uh, you know, use cash and don't let CBDCs come in and uh, we'll be fine. I remember when those were going around. I remember, I think I documented 13 occasions or more um, from 2020 until 2023, early 2023, where people had been predicting, oh, uh, some military's officer's wife has has come out and said that the Chinese are planning a ground invasion, um, and that's why they're building the internment camps and they're using all this stuff. And I remember that came out, and then there was another one, and there was another one. So it's like they had these nets um, uh, to trap you, whether you were getting the fear porn from the mainstream media and you just thought you had to wear two masks alone in your car by yourself, or whether you're getting it from the alternative side, who's fighting back, you think, you know, we're going to have an alien invasion in, in a week, you know, like everything you can imagine. And in the, in the end, I'm sitting back like, who benefits from all of this? The people that are the merchants of fear yeah. and they use it as a weapon. It's as old as time. Like you don't even need many examples to prove that that's how they manipulate people. And yep. um, I think that's the main driving force. What do you think about that, Amanda? Some of the ideas about fear and maybe even what are some of the solutions that are brought up in the film for people to be excited about? I think as, as Canadians, we have let our niceness, if you will, kind of take us back to a place that uh, put us here. If, mm -hmm. if I'm saying that right, I don't even know if I'm even approaching this in the right way, but you know, just, with fear of offending people, with fear of, you know, um, not believing someone's story or anything like that. We've pushed ourselves. We've allowed the government to take advantage of that niceness and weaponize it. 
against us in such a way that, you know, we look weak. We just look weak. Um, so I always say, if, if, if you are seeing the dark, that is God's way of showing you, you know, how to get out. He's showing you that you are the light. No one's coming to save us. We are coming to save us. So you are that light that is shining in the dark. And we move forward from there, if that makes any sense. God oh, only yes. puts what you need to see in front of you when you need to see it. Hmm. And until you do, you're following your journey. But fear should not be one of them. None of us were put here to live a life of fear in any capacity. We were sent here to to live and learn our lessons and go home, hmm. you know? So <laughs> I just do the opposite of what the government says. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the moral of the story. Right? I love like, it. What did they say? Cheese in the mousetrap is always free. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a good one. Right. Aren't we in the mousetrap of all mousetraps. Mouse yeah. Well, and Todd, I mean, you, you felt that still small voice inside of you go, Hey, get up, go do something. Right. And I think all of us, I think one thing that really helps get rid of that feeling of um, despair mm -hmm. is being proactive and doing yeah. something because yeah. everybody, isn't it true? You're probably getting the same emails as I am. What do yeah. I do? I, I believe what you're saying. I saw the film is so amazing, but what do I do? What do we do? And okay. it, it's, I sit back and I'm like, only you can answer that. Mm -hmm. Do something, talk yeah. to one person, share a film, do a post, do a, I don't know. We're all normal people that just rose up and we're activated and we got stuck in this thing. And now here we are. I didn't, it was no magic. It was no, I trained for this. It's just like, you're kind of thrown in and you just yeah. listen to your intuition and you go for it, you know? Yeah. And, and we, and Catherine Austin Fitz talks to that into the film too. But uh, I would say one thing you can do is, you know, uh, find your path. If you're on it, great. Continue with that. If, if, you know, if, if you're, if you're really awesome at building homes, keep building homes and uh, help support films like these films, help support anybody you can that is, is doing what maybe you would like to do, but you know, that's not where your gifts lie. Right. So mm -hmm. we're, I'm focusing on all day, every day, eight hours, a hundred hours a week on watching these people looking into them, vetting everything, all the information I get, putting a story together and sharing it with you. So, cause you don't have time to do it cause you're building a house. So share some of the money that you got from doing that with me and I'll give you what I'm doing. And, and it's this great exchange of energy, right? Going back to what we were talking about earlier. But also there's things that we can all do. And, it, and you, you know, your role doesn't have to be huge in this. If you, if, you know, just have the wherewithal to go get money out of the bank. If you need to like buy a safe and keep it in your house, get a little safe. Um, you, you can put them in the wall. They have these wall safes and, Fill it with as much money as you can, like, and use cash. Start using cash. Go out and spend cash. Like, I'm trying to exclusively only use cash, not use my credit card for anything. Um, and it's a wonderful feeling because, you know, you go out and you spend the whole day going around town and no one tracked you. No one knew where you were. You know, you went out for lunch, you went and you had a, you had a coffee and, and then you went and got gas and nobody ever knew where you were because and they half the cashiers were sitting there going, I got to pull a calculator up to find your change. What the hell is this? This is so primitive. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Use your brain. Use your brain. And you have change. Right. Um, and, and, and so it's, it, it actually does feel good. I love coming home from a day of going out and spending cash. It's great. 
no one like no one followed me by this piece of plastic that's tracking on my every move yeah um so it can be fun too um but i think like you know if you just do the these few things that we just talked about think positively don't be afraid when you see fear coming let it move on sorry i'm not gonna that's your mind mm-hmm. just tell your mind yeah i'm not you're not driving the bus here no, i'm not i'm not suck, getting sucked into that just it, and you got to stay vigilant because it's going to come at you in every different way and you got to stay vigilant with the positivity because negativity is going to try to get in there too yeah. just look for it get become conscious of that you know start meditating start uh, those are those are great tools to quiet the mind and start to see what what it's doing because that's what they're using against you is your mind that's a big part of it and um and and spend money like these things these three things are things everybody can do and we'll change the world with them because we are a huge mass and if that i think part of the problem in this whole stockholm syndrome thing exists because you know i talk to my neighbors and they're they want to be good people they want to be good to their neighbors they want to be good to their family you know they screw up all the time but they want it they're trying to do that they'll go they would never kill anybody and so the idea that someone like bill gates doesn't have a problem with wiping out people in africa by injecting his untested vaccines into them is just that's bonkers what they would never do that so and he's part of their race so he would never do it right and i think is he though is he no sorry keep going yeah i know i know (laughs) i I knew you were gonna say that i knew maybe maybe he's a lizard maybe he's from a lizard family but um (laughs) just i i do believe all these people are part of the same race as us they don't understand that they don't believe it i also believe that they're probably the spiritually youngest among us Mm -hmm. and that um you know their behavior is kind of ridiculous i mean who who would want to act like that you know um anyways uh so so i think it's just hard for people to understand these people's behavior and so it's hard for them to get on board with what we're talking about and um well, I guess because okay. it's easy for people to project their virtue. This is something yeah. I talk about a lot where because and I, I had this conversation with my wonderful mother-in-law at the beginning of this because she was in that elder population that was getting bombarded with all like they were getting really targeted in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I remember Dr. Vernon Coleman was covering this a lot uh, at the beginning. It was like, oh, they're trying to take out the older population first. And so she was sitting there going, well, maybe I should take the vaccine. Maybe we should just because it seems scary. And I'm like but she'd already seen all the facts. I'd already had the conversation. And then the, I finally got it out of her. Why she was thinking like this. She's like, well, I just, I can't imagine anybody being that evil. Like yeah. I, I just, I can't imagine it. And I'm like, that's because you're good. Mm-hmm. That's because you are thinking everybody's as moral and, and meaning well as you are. And I'll bet you these people at the top believe they're doing the right thing. Bill Gates thinks he's the walking saint of the world of the earth doing good work here. Um, but so did Mao Zedong and so did Idi Amin. So what are you going to do? So you got to sit back and go, um, we just need to show you enough examples of, yes, this dark side does exist. There, There is this side of the human mind that needs to be known about, but it's not the only force at work. Yeah. And um, at the same time, realize that we can't ascribe the same qualities that we maybe look at ourselves or our neighbors or our family to the people that run the World Economic Forum. Okay, I think we can get there. And then from there, we can go, well then screw those people, let's hang out with the people that are the good, you know, people around me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I don't know, like I think of someone like Bill Gates, you know, he was raised by rich eugenicists. 
what else right. is he going to be? What else is he going to end up as? You know, people have the worst fathers in the world and they still want to please their father. It's yeah. a really interesting, mm -hmm. you know, because you spent the first 10 years of your life, 15 years of your life. Those were your gods. They took care of you. You believed in them. They're they safe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to play that role, but that's their role. I mean, if Castro was my dad, I don't know. I'd probably turn out to be the same. I'm just kidding. Uh, we don't know, but there's something fishy with that. But anyways, uh, the, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is the thing is uh, we have to understand. This is why we do a lot of looking into psychology and where it goes. And we we did some stuff with Mateus Desmond, who yeah. was talking about the mass formation and how there's many examples of this. And it's fear that drives it all. And all those people that were shouting everybody down for not participating with all the COVID stuff, uh, they were thinking they were doing the right thing. Right. Mm -hmm. This is where the issue is. They were they saw the set of information that lit that fire in their mind. And they're yeah. just going on that. Same with all these climate people, you know, gluing themselves to the highway yeah. or whatever it is. They think they're doing the right thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. But the thing that's the that's the difference between believing a lie and connecting to the truth. And if you realize that the lie is the easy way out, it's the simple solution. It's the it's available everywhere. Whereas the truth, you got to work for it. It's hidden. It's mm -hmm. kind of like that gem in the cave that you have to go into the cave of wonders to find. Yeah. And people don't want to do the work to find it. And so it's easier to just go, I'm virtuous because I'm doing all the things. I got all the flags yeah. in my bio. I got all the you know, I'm part of all the groups and well, cheering for I all. Told me to, and, and you don't know you're being played, right? But yeah, the good news is people are snapping out of this fog on many levels. I think. I I always think of like you know the the aliens sitting up there looking down at us and going, "Oh my God, look at all those people sitting in armchairs listening to a little box in the middle of the room telling them what to think and believe." <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> We'll come back in another hundred thousand years. Just let them they, be for now. Yeah, exactly. They could, they could use our help, obviously. Yeah. Throw those well, guys at phone. Exactly. Well, before we wrap, guys, because I know you, you got so much going on right now. Um, if there's any aspect of the film that you want to let people know they're going to get in, what kind of stuff, maybe some of the subjects you're going to hit on specifically, and then uh, maybe just give us some of your closing thoughts on uh, on where it's going next. And are you going to continue? Is the series is this this series is done or are you going to keep going with it or is there going to be more film projects down the road that kind of thing well until we win i guess there's more projects aren't there that, there you go i love it <laughs> we never win. people win i should say not us just yeah. people in general yeah with the, the the royal we yes exactly exactly, exactly. what do I you mean, think todd what's your favorite I, what do you think I, is best? I think um I think that, uh, well, there's a million things in the film, but, you know, I really, the, the person that just interested me and fascinated me so much was Catherine Austin Fitz, because she's an economist. She's been on the inside of, of things in Washington. She, her life story is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And, and I find like with the doctors, when they explain things to me, I can really understand it. I really realized that myself and most people I know don't really understand money and they don't understand. I mean, I tell people the federal, the fed is not, uh, is not a, a government entity. It's a private entity and people don't believe me. They're like, that's insane that you're, you know, you got that wrong. And so, so 
you know, she was the one that talked a lot about the CBDCs and how, you know, digital money will be the end of us. And that's the corral closing in on us. Vaccine passports and the digital the digital money will be the end of us because now they can shut up our, our credit cards. If they don't want us to buy something, they can shut up our access to our money like we saw at the, the Freedom Convoy, right? Yeah. Christian Freeland cackling and shutting off our bank accounts. Um, that they'll be, it'll be impossible and the 15 minute cities will be a reality. So I think these are the, the real final pieces to this story. And I, that's why I think, you know, spending cash is so important. Keep cash alive is so important. And I, I mean, I talk about it to people in every, every, I go into the bakery and, uh, you know, I always say to them, we get, yeah, we got to keep cash alive. Right. Sometimes it stirs up a conversation and you get to to get, get to share a little bit and people start thinking and twisting their heads and like other customers are like oh that's interesting thoughts um some people know so that's always exciting and um but but yeah that's kind of like the the exclamation mark on the film is that and that's what everybody can take part of and so moving forward um we're talking to Catherine about doing a film where she's you know the tree and we branch off into everything she shares with us and talks about and at the same time, she's had a very interesting life. So I think that that her just her life story will be very compelling. Mm -hmm. um, and and so that's where uh, Amanda and I are headed. That's great. That's great. Yeah. We are doing features and there's so many people you can do features on. Um, yeah. And this is good because we can keep adding to the knowledge base. And like you said, there's probably things in the film people who've been researching this are going to know about. But the power of film is the way it's done. You know, the way it, the way it's linked together. It's like, sometimes we see these isolated events and these isolated pieces of information and we get into it and then we kind of put it away and forget about it. But when someone can come and put all those pieces on the table all at the same time and show it to you in a way that is, it provokes emotion, it provokes logical thinking. It's like, wow. Um, it gives you a bigger perspective than what you previously had. Even though you might know some of the facets in it, don't look at it as, oh, I already know this stuff. I see this sometimes. I already know all this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. But, you know, that's to be debated. But yeah. the thing is, 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 do you really know it to the level where it's all put together? And then how can you, maybe too, take a few cues on how to relay this information to other people? This that's is what brilliant. I try to do is go, how do, you how do you have these conversations at Christmas dinner? Mm -hmm. How do you yeah. have a talk to the baker? You know, well, here's the way Catherine Austin Fitz said it, or some Dr. Brian Bridal said it, you know, you know, take a little piece of that and bring it to those conversations. And you are now a formidable person. Yeah. That's not just going to get rolled over by everybody. That's like, why aren't you just towing the line? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well said. What do you and think? And you've said that many times too, Amanda. Oh, I think our movie is the new National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So <laughs> play that at your Christmas dinner or just it out to your family and friends, you know. But no, I always say growth comes from being uncomfortable and convenience is killing us. And we need to be willing to sacrifice short term for the long term gain of everybody. You know, simplicity was on to something back then. And when we got lazy, it, it started destroying us as a culture, as, you know, as a species. And yeah. Yeah. now it's allowed for the top 1% to kind of look down at us and think we are, you know, just, we can be removed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let them chip you. Whatever you do, kids, don't let them chip you. No, but I mean, you know, like Todd said, use cash, turn off your phones, get real books, 
right? Don't let yeah. the book burning continue. Get something you can hold on to with your hands and keep going. Network, use your community, meet your community, become your community, you know, however it needs to get done. You can take our movie and show it in your community. It's just planting seeds to bring the next people forward, you know, and, and you know, we have to do that for everyone. You know, Dave, when your movie comes out, we'll do it for you. And, you know, we'll do it for anybody that, that has pure intentions, knows the truth, and wants to help the people. Yeah. And, and don't make it taboo to have these conversations with your no. community, you know, inside your community, with your friends, your neighbors. Let's not make these taboo. Let's talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why they didn't want us being together. That's why they destroyed family Christmases with COVID. So that people couldn't get together and talk about it. And yeah. actually think and put their minds together remove the victim complex yeah. from one side being wrong or right yeah well yeah and that's uh that's a good point because if we're not talking and you think about it your neighbors and your family that are sort of in the media mindset or the mainstream mindset they're very open with how they think about everything they're the ones that start all these conversations i have it's the same i i'm a martial artist so i have the same policy with that i never start arguments and fights and opposing anything right uh, but I finish it if it happens. Like if you start it, I'm going to finish it. And so when someone comes at me with things, I don't go to my outings with friends, my normie friends or whatever, and start bringing this stuff up right away. Because I know for a fact, someone there is going to bring something up on their own. And they'll be just as committed and passionate and convicted, convicted about their, their stance. So why the hell can't I be as just as convicted about mine? And it, you can get good at being diplomatic about it. You don't mm -hmm. have to start arguments, yeah. but just get good at how to frame discussions, how to, you know, keep it open, how to converse with people in a way where you're not just slapping them across the face with all this information, you're yeah. being real. And I think that's what I like about your films too, is with that human story to it, you're just saying, have you heard this story of this kid and this yeah. poor family? Have you, mm -hmm. did you ever hear that? Did, did CBC news ever report on it? No, I wonder why. Like, so, and, and you oh, just, they, get the they, they did. Oh, did they report it? But this not was, the right this, way, obviously. This was the most hated family in Canada, thanks mm -hmm. to CBC. Wow. And, and when you see what it did to the wife in the film, it just devastated her. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but this, yeah. Is why, this is why we need you to do the right story. So when they report fake news and they try to smear people, we need media and we need supported media out there to tell the right story and say, Hey, no, no, no. They got that wrong. Who funds that media? What's their objective? Here's the raw story. You know, and, and in the accountability film, cool. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the film, there's a wonderful, a wonderful guy named Rodney Palmer and he worked at CBC. He was overseas correspondents for CTV and he was with both for years and he tears the whole thing apart. And oh, it's so, it's, yeah, it's so interesting to watch. And, and that's, I think that's a, that's one thing that a lot of people who do know what's going on could really get out of it is to listen to the way he speaks to it and, and provides like, isn't this obvious that, you know, what they were saying here didn't make sense. And he reveals the lies and how they told them and what they used. And, and for people to know that it's pretty awesome because there still are a lot of CBC watchers. I mean, we give them $1.2 billion a year. Like you said, it's not free. CBC is not free and they're doing a horrible job. A horrible job. It's not even a job. It's just they're voice for they the need PMO. to not exist as an, they, you do it one of two ways. You have them shut down or you say you have no more public funding. You have yeah. to go compete 
like a big boy now yeah, good luck. and and see if you can actually create content that Canadians actually want to watch. Yeah. Then maybe we can talk. And the fact is, most Canadians look at the polls now. I've been tracking the polls on all these things on CTV News's own Twitter feed or X feed. Uh, they were doing a poll just a few months back with this new booster shot to ask Canadians if they would be taking the new booster shot. And I documented at the end of that poll, it was 87% thumbs down. We're not going to take it. I remember when that poll, maybe a couple of years ago, would have been completely flipped the other way. I'll take whatever vaccine you guys can cook up because I just want this hell to end. That's mostly what people wanted. They're just yeah. like, I'll take, I'll drink bleach if you yeah. want. I just end this bullshit of me walking around looking at Costco wrapped in garbage bags and the little stickers <laughs> on the floor. That's they held us hostage with that shit. Yeah. And yeah. So now people want real people, real long form conversations, real media. And uh, the, the mainstream media can't, it, it needs to be propped up by all these funding sources because nobody's watching them anymore. Yeah. And I think what people don't understand is, or maybe think about people that are still watching it and that, you know, okay, so Trudeau's going to give them 1.2 billion every year, which he's done since he arrived. So, you know, I, I like a guy who gives me $1.2 billion. And then you go to the other side and you got Pierre Poliev saying, let's defund these guys. Well, who are they going to promote? <laughs> right. It's simple, right? Yeah. No, exactly. Well, and, and this is where the war is won. This is a battle for our minds. So yeah. the media aspect is really important. Mm -hmm. They're the number one culprits in my view, of obviously the people that fund them, but they were the ones that yeah. delivered the real pandemic, which was the pandemic of fear. Yep. And so that means, what do we do? Take a chapter out of their book and put out the truth instead and yep. use, you know, good film music art literature writing anything we can to help keep the truth going out so um hats off to you guys i know the work involved i hope people watch this i hope they support what you're doing uh just leave us again with any social media that you want people to know about or the websites and everything and and the best ways people can support you guys yeah great thank you um, um and uh hey let's get together in soup for a coffee absolutely yeah you're right up the road yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I'd be down for sure. I'm actually going up tomorrow night to the potluck. I don't know. Maybe Chris Shaw might oh, be yeah. up there. Yeah. They want me to come and speak a little bit and uh, we're going to go hang out. So, and that's an, I was just going to say, that's a beautiful thing going on on the Island. You were talking well, hey, about getting off grid and people are doing these little potluck get togethers all over the place. Do you have room in the car for me? Absolutely. Okay. I'll come text me. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is great. All right. <laughs> we're doing it. Good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, David. See, it's as simple as that. And yeah. I love that you guys are also, you know, from our neck of the woods here. And, um, you know, so anything I can do to support you, I hope people watch this. But um, are, do you have any, are you guys on Facebook or anything? Or what are you doing with that social media? I'm looking at Amanda now. Just through, oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook, we're on Children's Health Defense okay. Canada, as well as Instagram and Twitter and well everything. Twitter took us down once, so we do have a new account again. They uh, suspended our our Twitter account because of the trailer. So oh. you know, freedom of speech and all. Under Elon. Under Elon, yeah. Oh was it God. recently or was it? Yeah, more... that was the that was the day we released the trailer. They they completely suspended my account. So really we started over again. So I think we're up to about thirty people right now, which is okay, but. People give you on shit them. right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna message that bastard. Right. Like, that shit. I'm gonna mm -hmm. post it. I'll post it on yeah. my channel. And I mean, and send them a on. tweet underneath. Let people know Absolutely. that Elon Elon 
kicked it off. Yeah. 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 He's still probably dealing with a bunch of minions in the background or who knows either way. Did they we hired just some minion from the UN to take over or something? Yeah. Something, something. Yes, that was the smart thing to do. Maybe you can answer that question. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, we'll but bigpicturemovie.com is where you can find all of the information. You can watch the trailer. You can share the trailer. Um, and you can purchase the film there for $25. And I know there's a little bit of, of um, confusion after you buy the film. After you've purchased the film and you've gotten your link to watch, when you hit view, it takes you back to the buy screen. Except... You just have to scroll up, okay? A lot of people get confused there, and I've been answering these messages over and over and over. Just scroll past it, and all of the episodes are unlocked. They're all for you. You own them for a lifetime. Have at her. Go binge. You'll enjoy it, and we want to hear back from you. And then my last two films are on there also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. But we want to hear your reviews. We We want to hear back from you. So whether you liked it, whether you hated it, we want to hear it all. Because we can bury those ones and get rid of them, right? Oh, yeah. eventually. But at yeah. least we can learn yeah. something from them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have, those aren't, won't be available to the public. Yeah. 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 Constructive criticism, guys. Be I nice. Be respectful. Come on. Remember, those conversations need to be had, Todd. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or like Bonnie Henry. Be kind. Be kind. Just be kind. Yeah, that's great. Take your vaccine. I wonder who got that, who created that for her, eh? Because you know that's not coming A good from PR her. team she's got. Yeah, PR team. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't oh, see a lot of kindness either. I saw those signs, and then I saw people next to them being being unkind. Well, Canada's the first smiling dictatorship. Have you noticed? Right. Like some of the other guys were a little more, you know, we're gonna come out and curb stomp you until you listen. In Canada, yeah. it's like it's tyranny with a smile. That's what it is. Yeah. It's we love you, we love everybody, we accept everybody, and be kind and be nice while we're locking you away, freezing your bank accounts, and destroying your entire economy. Um, that's just what we're dealing with. <laughs> You know, so don't fall for it. Yeah. Guys, it's a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to hopefully get this out as far and wide as we can. Keep doing this great work. Uh, we'll stay in touch. And Todd, yeah, we'll go and hang out with some other good old-fashioned Canadians tomorrow. And uh, yeah. everybody listening. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks, man. Thanks. It was great to be on. This has been a really fun conversation. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed it. The chat's loving it. So everybody in the chat, go share this out. Go check out the film. And um, definitely going to have more coming your way here on Truth Warrior. So thank you so much for tuning in. Leave a like. Make sure to subscribe. Leave a comment. Help me be beat the algorithm so we can get the message out here as well. And I'll definitely have more coming your way real soon on Truth Warrior. So thank you so much, everybody. We'll talk again soon. And thanks to you both. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Cheers.